invite your attention to the 16th chapter of the book of Leviticus. While you're, um, while you're finding that, I want to read you um, something that I, I know you've heard before. Do not, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I bet you've heard of that before. That's in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It's only half the verse. Um, and we're returning to Romans this coming Wednesday night. And here's the other half of the verse. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, which is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, guys, as a pastor, the, the question that I probably get the most frequently in the course of a year has to do with God's will. God's will for me. We'll be addressing that in the next two weeks on Wednesday nights. I encourage you to be with us as we just, as we take a look at Romans 12.2 and by so, our so doing uh, raise the issue of the will of God. Follow now as I read beginning at verse 15 of Leviticus 16. I'll read in two, two different places. You follow in your copies as I read. Verse 15. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleannesses of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleannesses. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. Now skip to verse 20. And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins. And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area and he shall let the goat go free. In the wilderness, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. Guys, we've spent three months on this passage, Luke chapter 16. It is is one of the highlights of the Old Testament. Uh, I hope you've been able to see that. It describes uh, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It's the holiest day in the Jewish calendar. But um, I hope you can see the, the great redemptive significance and symbolism that's contained in this whole story. We spent September looking at the Day of, the day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and we talked about uh, the day itself. Then uh, in October, we looked at um, the covering of the mercy seat, or the atonement covering, which is in other places called the mercy seat. And then this morning, I want to draw your attention to another portion, another, another part of the Day of Atonement, a, um, another very highly symbolic part of a highly symbolic day, a highly symbolic event. I want you to take a look at what is called the scapegoat. 
In fact, if you've ever used that term um, in English parlance in the 21st century, it came from Leviticus chapter 16. Well, he's the scapegoat. But that came from here. That's This is its origin. And guys, the reason I read you verses 15 through 17 is to point out to you that on the Day of Atonement, there were two goats. Did you notice that? There were two goats. The, the one goat, or the first goat, was sacrificed. That means it was killed. It was killed, and the blood from that goat was used. It was poured out as a sin offering, as a, as a payment for the people's sin. Now, there was a second goat. It's introduced to you in verse 20. That, that goat was not killed. And you need, I, I, I think you can maybe see without my comments, but if, just in case you can't, I want you to notice the rich symbolism that's taking place in verses 20, 21 and 22 over this second goat, which is kept alive and is called the scapegoat. Because Aaron was to illustrate with this second goat, he was to illustrate atonement in an altogether different way than he did with the first goat. It, it's, it was done in the hopes that it would leave little, if any, doubt in the minds of the people of Israel that their sin had been carried away. It had been separated from them. It, they had parted from their sin. That that idea that my sin has been taken away from me is enacted in a very rich piece of redemptive drama. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you think I'm dramatic, oh my. Take a look at what's going on here at, at, this, at this second goat. Guys, this, this second goat, the, the scapegoat, becomes a sin bearer for the people. Much like, it functions much like a garbage truck. Now, if if that offends you, that's my fault because that's the best one I could come up with. But you know what a garbage, you know what a garbage truck is? I mean, in, in the West, we, we have this wonderful uh, service that's provided for us for a small fee. Here's what happens. Everybody knows this routine, don't you? Once a week, um, we gather all of our um, filth, all of our trash, all of that smelly, dirty stuff, and we put it in this container, this blue container with the red top. And we drag it out to the... And this truck comes by, for me it's on Friday mornings, this truck comes by and it empties that container of all of my trash into this truck and then this truck goes away. Where does it go? I don't know. Where does it, where does it dump that load? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to see it anymore. But the truck takes away all of my filth 
and deposits it someplace. I don't know. And I never see it again. Guys, that is the whole image, the whole symbol behind the scapegoat. Did you notice in verse 21, um, the, or the, the, the text says that he is to um, confess over it. Now, did you get that? Did you see what's going on here? Now, guys, try to existentially transport yourself into the Day of Atonement. you got this mass of this sea of humanity, all these people, and there's this one solitary man dressed in all kinds of strange robes, and he is standing in the middle, and they, they've got a goat. He's holding on to a goat. And what he's doing is confessing over that goat all of the sins of Israel. Can't you just imagine standing there? And um, in this silent, almost silent, hushed crowd, and there's only one voice. Adultery! Murder! Theft! Lying! You're standing in the audience. He finally comes to yours. And you're somewhat relieved that he's finally... Oh, don't miss mine, Mr. High Priest. No, no, no. I, I hope you don't skip mine. One of the commentaries that I read, the, 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 the man suggested that the first goat was done for the benefit of God and God's glory. Because as you know, ladies and gentlemen, all sin is done before God. That is... It's his rules that, have I, that I've broken. It's, it's his target that I've missed. It's his path that I've rejected. That first sin, that, that sin payment is directed to God and his glory. But the second one, the second one is for the conscience of the sinner. The second one has to do with the aching of my conscience for what I've done. I'm standing in this crowd of people and the high priest finally mentions mine. And he takes it and symbolically transfers it to this goat. And then they let the goat go. They don't kill it. They let it go. Where does it go? I don't know. I don't want to know. It's out to some wilderness, some desert, some place. I don't know where it is, but I don't want to know. I don't. But the whole idea is, having confessed my sins over the goat, the goat now is the sin bearer and is now taking my sin out into an uninhabited place. Out where nobody will see it. Especially me. That I will never have to look and see my sin again. Because as the scripture says in another place, it is now separated from me. As far as the east is from the west. The goat has functioned like a garbage truck. It's picked up all of my filth, all of my dirt. And 
taking it somewhere. I don't know where. I don't want to know where. I don't want to see it again. And, and that's the image that's here, ladies and gentlemen. The high priest confessing over a live goat all of the sins of Israel and, and in symbolically transferring them to a goat. And then the goat. Leaving. I don't know where it goes. And I don't want to. All I want to know is that my sin was on that goat. And then, once the sin has been paid for with the first goat, and the sin has been transferred to the other goat, and then let go, the high priest takes off these robes, he washes himself, and he puts on his regular clothes because it's over. It's finished. It's done. Sin has been dealt with. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is both goats. Both goats. He is the sin payment and he is the sin bearer. He's the scapegoat. He's the one that pays for my sin and then he functions for me like a garbage truck. He picks up all of my filth and he takes it away. You know, it's, it's, it's somewhat strange speaking of Jesus as a goat. I mean, a lion, I, I like. A lamb, a dove, I can, those are all okay. But a goat, and then for Jimmy Young to liken the work of Jesus Christ to a garbage truck, it's all, it's all rather unseemly. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. When it comes to dealing with our sin, everything is unseemly. It's all dirty. It's all ugly. And the only beauty there is is the one who performed the work and the way that he performed that work. He accomplishes this great work and once he's finished then I am left with the joy of forgiveness. Guys, this sacrament celebrates the one who is both goats. He's the sin payment and he's the sin bearer. And I invite you now to come and enjoy the sweet taste of forgiveness. May we pray. Our Father, I do pray that you will illustrate for your people the great work that Christ has accomplished, that you will indeed show us all over again 
that our sin is gone, that our sin has separated us, that the, that the work of Christ has affected that which it set out to perform, that we now are... Our garbage has been picked up. And the garbage is gone. And we are so glad, oh God, that we will never have to deal with it again. Now, Father, would you, would you feed your people off of the great taste of being forgiven? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.